Hello, beautiful boys and girls, and welcome to Storytime with Avant Garde Books. Today, I will be reading Canute, How One Little Polar Bear Captivated the World. This story is told by Juliana, Isabella, and Craig Hatcoff, and Dr. Joe R. Olick. Well, boys and girls, if you have a copy, feel free to read along with me, but if you don't, it's not a problem. Get in a very comfortable place and just get relaxed and listen to Canute, how one little polar bear captivated the world. One December afternoon in a cozy, dark enclosure in a zoo in Berlin, Germany, a polar bear cub was born. He was so small that a child could easily have cradled him. His eyes were closed tight and his pink skin showed through his fine white fur. He was just a tiny polar bear cub, but he would soon be loved by millions of people around the world. His name is Canute, and this is his story. Canute was born December 5, 2006 at Zoo Berlin, one of the world's largest and most respected zoos. Thomas Storfling, the chief bear keeper, and Andre Schula, one of the veterinarians, were on hand when Canute's mother, Tosca, gave birth to two healthy cub brothers. But Thomas and Andre were anxious. Wild animal mothers don't always know how to take care of their babies. If Tosca wasn't able to be the cub's mother, Thomas and Andre would have to try to hand raise them. Thomas and Andre watched Tosca carefully, but she showed little interest in the cubs. So after five hours, Thomas carefully gathered them up and rushed them to the small room that would be their first home. The cubs were, pra- were placed in an incubator, a small heated bed. As they hungrily drank their first meal from baby bottles, a new life began for Thomas. He was to devote the next few months to being an around-the-clock foster father. The cubs were not given names at first because it is not unusual for newborn animals to survive only a first few days. And unfortunately, on the fourth day, one of the cubs suddenly developed a high fever. Within a few hours, he died. It was, very, it was a very sad loss, but Thomas and Andre knew they had done all they could. Now, they focused all their care on the remaining baby. Andre checked on the cub several times a day but it was Thomas who saw to the cub's every need. The cub could drink only about four tablespoons of formula milk at one time. After just two hours, he would yelp in hunger, pain. Day and night, Thomas would boil water, mix the formula, give the cub his bottle, and settle him back down in the incubator. He also had to clean the cub's bedding and sterilize the bottles. Thomas napped when he could. It was an exhausting routine, but Thomas was determined to give this cub the best possible chance at survival. He even moved a bed and sleeping bag into the cub's room so that he would always be nearby. Week after week, the cub's fur grew in more thickly. His tummy got plumper and his body got stronger. With his bright black eyes, He looked around at everything until the cub was four weeks old. Thomas continued to feed him every two hours. He also bathed him 
brushed him and rubbed him with baby oil each day. He even played Elvis songs on the guitar for him. Thomas was very, very tired from the endless work, but he came to love the cub as if he were his own baby, and the cub thrived. The tiny bear became the center of Thomas's life, but he missed his own family at home. His partner, Daniela, and her five-year-old son, Sylvester, they missed him too, but they felt very proud of him. They visited Thomas every day, and on Christmas Eve, they arrived with a special dinner, presents, and even a beautifully decorated tree. Their love helped to keep Thomas' spirits up. Finally, when the cub was 32 days old, Thomas decided it was time to give him a permanent name. To Thomas, the cub just looked like Canute, and so Canute it was. Thomas and Andre used their expert knowledge about polar bears to take good care of Canute. When Canute outgrew his incubator, they built a wooden sleeping box for him that was the size, was the same size as a mother bear's den, about as big as a very large toy chest. They kept the room dark and warm since polar bears, polar bear cubs don't leave their den and don't experience bright light or cold until they are almost three months old. And because mother bears stay by their cub's side until that age, Thomas stayed with Canute almost every moment. In fact, Thomas only left the zoo for the first time when Canute was four months old and then just for three days. Meanwhile, Canute already had thousands of friends outside the zoo. The people of Berlin and soon all of Germany fell in love with his ex-bar baby, Canute, and his foster father, Thomas. They were eager to visit Canute at the zoo, but his keepers felt that Canute was too young to appear in public. By the time Canute was ready to move to his sleeping box, he was strong enough to pull himself along with his front legs. He already loved to tussle with his stuffed animals or blanket. A month later, he took his first wobbly steps on all four paws. A week after that, he had his first meal of milk a bit of kitten food mixed in from a bowl. Thomas and Andre laughed as most of the food ended up on Canute's fur and on the floor. Very little ended up inside Canute, but he certainly enjoyed it. After that, Canute had his first bath in a small tub. He enjoyed that too. For Canute, every activity is a chance to wrestle, pounce, and play. On a warm day in March, when Canute was three months old, Thomas led him outdoors. For the first time, Canute excitedly explored every corner of the small play area, but he never strayed far from Thomas. In the sandbox, Canute made two discoveries. One, that sand is not good to eat, and two, that sand is great fun to roll around in. When he shook out his fur, sand flew everywhere. For Thomas raising Canute, had been very rewarding, but it isn't e always easy. One night, Canute climbed out of his sleeping box and awoke Thomas by pouncing on his head. It was the first time Canute had climbed out on his own. After that, Thomas made sure to close the sleeping box at night. Canute sometimes showed his affection for Thomas by pulling hard on his hair. Thomas lets Canute 
know that he prefers when Thomas licks his face and nuzzles with him with his nose to nose in a friendly polar bear style greeting. Finally, the keepers decided that Knut was strong and healthy enough to be viewed by zoo visitors. They announced that on March 23rd, Knut and Thomas would appear in public for two hours. Then a week before the big day, a newspaper reported one man's comments that Knut should not have been rescued after his mother rejected him. Because in the wild, a cub would not have been rescued. Knut's fans were shocked. People all over Germany spoke up in support of Knut, Thomas, and Zoo Berlin. News of the man's statement and the public's strong reaction against it quickly spread around the world. Suddenly, Knut was an international celebrity. Thousands of Knut admirers streamed into the zoo the morning of March 23rd. Almost 500 journalists, including camera crews from 100 television stations, arrived to report on Knut's first public appearance. There were reporters and visitors from places as far away as Canada, Colombia, Pakistan, Japan, and New Zealand. And when Thomas and Knut stepped out into the enclosure, the crowd cheered as if they were movie stars. For Thomas, who is rather shy, all this fame was quite surprising, but he did his best to give all his attention to Knut, and Knut wanted to do, all Knut wanted to do was play. So, with Knut's favorite green blanket, Thomas and Knut played tug-of-war. Then Knut clambered on the rocks and rustled with his ball. He charmed everyone. Day after day, huge crowds came to admire Knut as he played with his keepers and his sticks with balls and teddy bears. As people's love for Knut grew, many thought about Knut's polar bear cousins in the wild. With temperatures rising around the globe, the icy regions where polar bears live are shrinking. Some scientists even believe that polar bears could become extinct during our lifetime. Many of Knut's new friends realized what the world might lose and started to ask what they could do to help. With his cute waddle and playful spirit, it was hard not to love Knut. He received as many as 200 letters each week. People of all ages sent poems and other words of friendship. Children who were too young to write drew things for Knut. Everyone wanted Knut to know how happy he made them feel. One day, visitors worried when, rather than playing, Knut lay on the ground holding his paws over his eyes on his swollen cheek. Over the next few days, Knut and Thomas didn't make their usual public appearances. Was Knut sick? It turned out that because Knut's permanent teeth were coming in, his mouth was sore. Thomas helped Knut feel better by rubbing his gum and by letting Knut cuddle with him when he slept. Before long, Knut was back as lively and full of fun as ever. Thomas's favorite times with Knut happen away from the crowds. Every morning before the zoo opens, Thomas leads Knut on a walk through the zoo grounds. It was during these early morning walks that Thomas gave Knut his first swimming lesson. Knut already enjoyed wading in shallow water, but when Thomas dove into the deep water and called to Knut to follow him, Knut hesitated. Thomas patiently encouraged him until Knut finally jumped in. Before long, Knut was swimming around in polar bear fashion, paddling 
with his front legs and using his back legs to steer. Just as a bear mother would, Thomas makes sure that Knut's boisterous energy doesn't get out of hand. If Knut grows impatient before feeding and starts to nip, Thomas will warn him, nine, nine, no, no, until Knut stops. Usually Knut listens well. When Thomas calls, Knut, come, Knut, come. Knut always comes running. Every day, Knut is growing bigger and stronger. By the time Knut is a year old, he will be so big that he could hurt Thomas without meaning to. It might not be safe for them to play. Thomas and Knut will be together as long as they can. And no matter what, Thomas will stay closely involved in Knut's care until Knut is ready to be independent. Adult polar bears spend most of their time alone so Knut won't be lonely if it, if it happens that Thomas can no longer be with him every day. And Knut will always be very special to Thomas. And that's the story of Knut who survived and thrived because of the love and care of his foster father Thomas and the support of the zoo Berlin. Knut has brought joy to millions around the world, but most, more importantly, he has reminded us that one small creature can make a big difference. Knut may be just a tiny polar bear cub, but he inspires us to do everything we can to help polar bears in the wild. Together, we can take small actions that will lead to big change. If we all do our part to save the polar bears, natural habitat and all natural habitat, we will give Knut's story a very happy ending indeed. All right, that is it. All right, boys and girls, we won't read the back of this, but that was the end of this great story. Knut, How One Little Polar Bear Captivated the World, told by Juliana, Isabella, and Craig Hatcliffe, and Dr. Gerald R. Ulick. Well, I hope you enjoyed this story, boys and girls. Have a beautiful day.